be like four hours long because I have like so many things to say. <laughs> we'll cap it at two. We'll, we'll make it work. <laughs> We're going to breeze through the news. Like, there's not a lot that's actually yeah. important going on. Like, there's a, like a couple of movie things and stuff like that. A couple TV things. Yeah, it's a pretty quiet week. Yeah, you know, it's gonna, it'll be fine. Yeah, and we never tangent when Christy's around. No, we never, <laughs> we never tangent. Period. That's never yeah. been a thing on Dance Robot Dance ever. No, okay. definitely not. So, Paul, I hear that uh, you've been, and I, I've heard it too. You've been filling the energy role. Somebody <laughs> has to. Somebody <laughs> has to be the upbeat, optimistic, social justice warrior, shrill, <laughs> something or other, and that's me now. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. So. And he's yeah. also he's also the one that's constantly talking about Pokemon. Yeah. I catch them all. <laughs> I, I you know I I am. I'm doing that. I'm catching them. And and he also fills your your like musical and Lin Manuel Miranda spot. Yeah. Because his and, dark materials is coming out. And, and Paul Paul was getting so excited. Mark and I were just like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite. Oh, what was it? There was an episode you guys did where like Mark didn't talk at all. Oh, it's the, the, the Tokyo Disney Sea one last, yes. like la- yes. that was last week. Yeah, we knew we knew that was going to happen because we'd done like three like Mark super heavy episodes. Yes, before yeah. that with like Avengers or Endgame and then two Discovery episodes, and we we're like, let's do a non-Mark episode. I was happy to do a non-Mark episode before. I like the implication of Christy being like, I loved the episode where Mark didn't talk. Oh, I didn't say I loved that. Shut your gob, Mark. It's super super funny because it's not like I haven't said like 14 times, like I'm so happy Christy's not on the podcast. (laughs) That is a cover. That has a come up like 500 times. Guys, we're recording. We should say hello. Um, Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can we just go back for a second? You're happy I'm not on the podcast anymore? Do you not listen to the podcast now? We have so much more fun. I don't know. Like... Well, that's rude. <laughs> Why am I even well, here at nine o'clock on a Saturday? You picked this time, Christina. No, I did not. This is on you. But you necessitated this time because you're busy every goddamn night ever in existence. I'm sorry. I'm following my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> There's your first problem. Having dreams to begin with yet. Yeah. God oh, right. damn! I forgot it. you're all jaded white men. God, exactly. Damn right, we are. <laughs> I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're so happy about me not being here, maybe I should just not even do this episode. Whatever you want to do this episode so bad. I do want to yeah. do this episode so bad. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we get started then? Officially, was that enough preamble, Mark? Was That's it enough? enough? Preamble. All yeah, right. The preamble now. Yeah, we're good. Welcome to Dance Robot Dance, a podcast where we talk about all the things geeky and yell at each other a lot, apparently. <laughs> He's back, guys. Yeah. We're on episode 148, and it is our dun, 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 Game of Thrones episode. Wiener, wiener, wiener parties. I'm Paul and I'll be your host. I actually get to have the nighttime shift this week coming from South Korea. And we're because we are joined by 
returning to the podcast, Christy. Say hello, What's Christy. Up, everybody. Hello. I'm Christy Bolton. I'm back on the podcast. How are you today? <laughs> I'm so glad Christy got back on I the podcast. I want to talk about dragons and shit. There it is. Yes. That's what I'm. That's what How I was looking. How dare for. you? That is not who I am. That damn impression follows me everywhere. How is Mark anyway? How are you guys doing? We're we're. Good. How are you, Mark's Christian? at Anime North. What have you been up to in like a minute or less? Because otherwise, okay. that'll be the whole podcast. You're right. Yeah, basically, this podcast is all about me. Um, so what have I been up to? Well, I actually have been relatively successful at voice acting, which has been pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, am still working on the pilot for that one TV show, which is cool. Had the short. We already announced it on the page, so you can pimp it. You can pimp your show. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I can't pimp that yet. Still have a non-disclosure for that. And then. It's already been announced that you're on it at least, though. No, that's a podcast. Oh, okay. So there's that. Uh, the short film I'm working on is going to be done this summer. Um, improv shows out the fucking wazoo. I went and started doing improv in Toronto, which was very cool. And I'm trying to think a minute or less. I've already failed. You're still doing ghost uh, tours, yeah. right? Ghost tours. Did a ghost tour last night. Feeling like a champ. And um, yeah, I have a brand new podcast coming out, which is very cool. That is not to replace this one. <laughs> it takes sure. an hour. It takes like it's a four-hour day once a month, if that. So I was like, uh, that's manageable. But um, it's improv-based too, and sci-fi. I play a plucky scout named Beatrix, ah, and okay. yeah, it'll be fun. And cool. uh, yeah. it is actually, I can attest, I've heard the pilot episode of that and it was pretty funny. So Yay! Forward to that. But yeah, um, it's been a very, very, very busy few months. I have a, like a show tonight, a show on Tuesday, and a show the week after, plus Ghostwise, just nuts of bananas. But it's good. I feel like, and I've got, oh, I don't know if you'll hear it, but I've got four commercials on the air right now. Cool. Like yeah. on TV or, uh, or radio? Radio. 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 Cool. I'm not uh, I'm not sure I'm ready for the TV yet. Well, with that French accent, you're really not ready for TV yet. What so are you saying? This is authentic. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know what that is. No one knows what that is, Christy. I'm not sure exactly what that is either, but... Okay, guys. Yeah. Uh, have you not... Have you not read the king killer chronicles or listen to the audiobook no, <laughs> I, I, yeah, we're gonna answer that question to the negative is like like we have for 148 episodes literally yeah. even when she's not it's even still, here it's we're still like, on my we're on the king chronicles. it's been sitting next to my my like reading chair since you bought it like i brought it upstairs and put it next to my chair and it's sitting there yeah, and it's just got it's got a can of coke on it now. That's, yeah. like it's not gonna move. I'm gonna see how long that can of coke sits there. Like that's my new goal. Yeah. So. Now, now, listeners, I don't know if you noticed, but say hi, Mark and Tim. They're also here being assholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hi guys. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, so, um, yeah. So we're gonna get on to the news because we want to get through this really fucking quick. So, okay. The Sonic the Hedgehog disaster, aka movie, I guess, is being pushed back to Valentine's Day 2020 amid horrible, horrified public outcry of the design of Sonic the Hedgehog. Nobody wants this movie, nope. but I guess it's going to happen eventually anyway. A lot of people were up in arms about them changing the design because they were like, um, 
maybe the people who are the animators need to like see their families or the light of day once in a while. So people were a little worried that on such a tight schedule, they wouldn't do be able to do that. But hopefully with this um, postponement, they'll be able to work like human hours because yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that actually happens in that industry anyway. But yeah, exactly. Now correct. they'll only have to work 16 hours a day instead of 20. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. I actually haven't uh, seen the trailer yet. Oh, it's, it's oh hot garbage. Don't, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't bother yourself. Yeah. It's, I'm actually surprised you haven't seen it because I would have assumed Mark would have watched oh, it. Oh, he did. And he, and he cried. So I didn't know. <laughs> I wanted... That okay, so Mark is just openly weeping. Other Mark, yeah. Openly weep. Why are they yeah, other Mark. my favorite, my favorite character? In this whole <laughs> like uh, it was sad. Uh, also, James Martin, why would you do this to yourself? Why would you James Martin yourself? just needs the money. He does everything. That's, that's basically exactly. It. I yeah. mean, come on. But yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I mean, Sonic has had a rough run through his own video games series as well like he's like there have been some yeah. really fucking bad sonic games and let's not talk about the sonic the hedgehog fan fiction community which is the most disgusting place Ugh. on the internet and that that's just a fact known across the board rule 34 sonic is the worst so yeah let's hope that the sonic the hedgehog movie doesn't awaken any further of those monsters onto the internet but it probably will so here we go Let's see, more trailers uh, or movie news. Taika Waititi's Akira got a release date for 2021. Yeah, and he's actually talking about, first of all, adapting the original manga instead of just remaking the movie and actually casting Japanese teenagers in the role of Japanese teenagers. So that's cool. I'm actually (laughs) kind of excited now. (laughs) That's that's pretty much all I really wanted was for this movie to be, if it's going to happen, which I guess is inevitable. It better be, you know, like yeah, yeah accurate, 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 and not yeah. whitewashed. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't remember what it was like, what the original website was, but if you ever look up Akira USA on YouTube, it's just oh man, it's the best. <laughs> just check it out. <laughs> and the prawns tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else? Other trailers. Oh, the Picard trailer came mm-hmm. out. That oh, yeah. I wasn't able to watch because it was region blocked and my VPN wasn't working. But I know that the trailer exists. It's very much a teaser. There's not a lot to it. Oh no, no, they're just they're just yeah, they're just getting everybody kind of psyched up because Captain Picard's coming back and they've actually shot footage. It looks like yeah, so. that's good. So yeah, are you guys like excited about Fuck Picard? Yeah. Do you guys actually want to see it? I mean, I mean, like I want to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for like. Yeah, bring me Captain Picard back. I'm not sure if I need like let's torture our heroes to yeah. death again, but like I'm gonna watch this. Die show. Logan, so. like let's just give him a break. <laughs> um, let's just give him a break, you guys. How would you even know? You never saw the You're movie. Right, I will never see the movie because no, I will have no, I haven't made me watch that movie. But I will say this: uh, poor Picard, from what I can see, died in that one too. So let's just, just give him a little, give him a little break. Yeah, but no, I'm into it. Yeah. I could, I could watch, uh, I could watch a movie of that. I don't know if I would want. Is it? Yeah, it's a movie, not a series, right? Series. It's mini-series. a six. Yeah. It's a six episode mini mini-series. series. Oh, I'm into those. I like the limited series. Mm-hmm. They yeah. know exactly where their story is going. They have their plot laid out in like really wonderful ways, and then they're done. It's. I like that idea yeah, for Picard. Just, 
Unlike some just series that we're we just, just going to talk about. I was just going to say, we just, we just did two, two seasons of Discovery that like, you would think that. But like, no, no, not, not at all. Yeah. So, I haven't watched Discovery yet. Like a fiend. Just, we're just, probably resending our recommendation of it. Yeah. Really? Uh, I think we are. Yeah, I think we are. Oh, because you were like, ah, just gonna the very polished turd is sort of our uh, was our ultimate decision. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Upon review and like and re- actually review is in like we actually rewatched the show. I was like, oh, yeah, this holds together like not at all. Oh. So that's and it's done now, right? Season two. Uh, season two is finished. Yeah. Oh, it's got oh, reviewed. Yeah. It's it's been critically really well reviewed, which is I mean usually we come down on the side of stuff that. You know, we come down on the side of the critic usually, but in this case, ugh. usually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We came we came down on the same side as the fan yeah. base, though. Overall, so as from yeah. what I can gather, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, let's see. Next is oh, there was a Stranger Things trailer that came out that was just a bunch of wine moms ogling a lifeguard. Oh, this reminds me, Tim. I need. I have a. I have a life mission. For you. <laughs> What's that? I, they're they're releasing new coke. Oh yes, States. related need, to yeah. I need to get new coke. I, need I will. To try I will it, do it. I haven't had it yeah. since the eighties. Thanks, buddy. You're my hero. Because I don't know if we're going to be able to yeah. get it up here. Is the only reason yeah. I ask. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some people are not super happy about having an eighteen year old character getting ogled by a bunch of wine moms because if they had gender flipped it, it would have been pretty gross. It's true. But this is. It is true, but like, fuck get over it like just this is go. the marketing for stranger things so it's yeah. whatever it's also the eight like they're marketing it as like an 80s throwback yeah it's true which is like that is the 80s throwback thing so like everybody just relax your fucking balls pete just relax yeah. Your balls. yeah i actually still haven't seen stranger things season two um so i know you guys reviewed it and stuff like a long time ago i remember listening to the episode back in the day but it's just like i don't know my interest in that series waned pretty quickly after episode one of season two i watched the first episode so season three like i might binge it one day i don't know we'll see but uh yeah i have my feelings about stranger things season two i think they did a good enough job to service what they'd set up in season one but that's another one i think they should have had each season be almost like an anthology Mm -hmm. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Having the that cast, it's a good, but it's a good cast, and it's like it's rare that you get a group of young actors who like play off each other so well and are so likable as a group. Like, there, none of them are particularly fall into that annoying child actor vibe. Mm. So, I I could see why they wanted to keep on using the that cast, but yeah, but he, yeah. Yeah, so that first season became such a phenomenon because of the kids yeah. too. So they, they were they were kind of stuck keeping them around regardless of what they actually had. It just would have been such a powerful ending, and I've said this before, to see Will throw up the slug monster and um just have it end there. That would have been that, yes. That would have served the scene. I feel like that was actually their plan for that yeah. season. Like they, that was supposed was to be pretty self contained. Super Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah, like the Twilight Zone end, and then like they were like, "Well, everybody likes these kids too much. We have to bring them back." And they're like, mm-hmm. "Ah, fuck! All right, let's, let's figure it kill, out." And, I mean, they did we'll okay. Just kill Samwise. It's fine. Nobody will <laughs> I, care. I about still like that one too. It wasn't as good as season one, but I don't I, yeah. see how it could have been. No, 
Yeah, my my big problem with season two was just that like that one episode, like yeah, the episode that happened in the middle of the season that felt real yeah, disjointed. It did. But, yeah, whatever. Anyway, anyway, I'll watch season. Oh two yeah, sure. it's so. the thing is that season two standalone, like not related to season one, is still a good season of television. Yeah, it just it will yeah. never live up to the hype. That's the problem with with sequels is that they never live up to their hype. Mm. Speaking of hype, what are we talking about this week? <laughs> uh, and not living up to it? Yeah. Well, well, That's debatable. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. See, it all depends on your level of hype going yes. into this yeah. thing. You know what I mean? So there's that. I had some comic book news in that Tom King, the writer of Batman, is going to be moving on to a new book uh, called Batman Catwoman. Oh, is that what that clickbaity headline on yeah, yeah. was this week? Where it was like, Tom King's leaving Batman 15 issues early. And I was like, what? Why? So for the longest time, Tom King had been saying like, yes, I have a hundred uh, issue run planned out. And it's been coming out yeah. bi-weekly, right? So that's based, yeah. you know, what, like four or, five, or like five years, something like that. Uh, before, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Four, yeah. Five weeks. Something like that. Four years. Yeah. And it's been phenomenal. It's been selling like crazy. And now everybody's like, oh, his last issue is going to be issue 85. And Apparently it has to do, I, I mean, basically what I think is happening is that story that he had his run planned out for is going to be wrapped yeah. up in this Batman Catwoman like mini series. And at that, that point, it's going to be like nine issues shy total of his original run. So this is kind of a non story for me. Mm. I mean, I've, yeah. I've loved his run, but I don't think that this is as big a deal as the internet is making it out to be. Well, the internet has to make it a deal because yeah. Batman. You know, otherwise, what are they going to be yelling about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just uh, Pattinson. Uh, why would they? Why would they put him in that role? <laughs> well, I, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, Carl Urban was like standing right there, and <laughs> they just dropped that ball. So I'm like, well, you know, if you're going to do, if you're going to drop the ball, then just do whatever you want at that. Just point. drop it, okay? So, if you're going to drop it, just drop it. But yeah, it just sounds like it also sounds like they're just moving Tom King onto some other project. You know, he's done a really great job on Batman. And I think there's some other books that are maybe struggling that he's like, hey, how about you come work on these instead? And I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Does anybody have any other news that they want to throw in there before we move on? Did I forget anything major? There were two trailers that dropped that I'm pretty pumped for. Um, one is the Westworld season three trailer, which heavily features Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad and very much starts getting into the world outside of the theme, you know, the parks kind of thing. Uh, and it looks really cool. So I've, I mean, I, I loved Westworld season one. I really enjoyed season two as well. So I'm definitely pumped for that. Yeah, I got, I've never saw season. I never saw season. Never two. sat through all of season no. two. Yeah. Yeah, I got to sit through it at some point. And then Terminator Dark Fate, which brings back Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor, got its first trailer this yeah. week, and that looks pretty badass too. Yeah, she's like, I, I'm super excited she's back. I don't know if the movie looks like it's any yeah. good because it looks like pretty standard Terminator garbage. But like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's really fucking cool seeing like Linda Hamilton, uh, Linda Hamilton back, like just kicking ass yeah. immediately. I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah, following in sort of the the vein of uh, Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis and that sort of thing. Yeah. So if they'd pull off the same sort of thing with Linda Hamilton that they did with Jamie Lee Curtis and that Halloween, like yeah. sort of you know very late sequel, I'm I'm super down for it. Yeah, for uh, sure. Mm-hmm. That Halloween sequel or that Halloween sequel is awesome yeah. too. So. That was pretty much everything I had. Cool. All it's right. not related so, to our main topic. <laughs> right. So it, uh, with that being said, let's move on to our Geek of the Week. Geek of the Week. 
I thought I'd leave that one for you, Chris. I brought it back. <laughs> it felt natural. It felt right. I thought there was like gonna be a third one, and I was. No, I was like, waiting for Tim to be like bracing myself. <laughs> bracing myself. So, Geek of the Week is where we talk about the geekiest thing that we did throughout the week, and uh, well, we might as well start with Christy because she's returning to the podcast. So, tell me what geeky shit you did this week, Christy. Oh, baby. I have played through recently the entire Dragon Age trilogy. Oh, oh, baby! I never played, <laughs> I never played one or two before. I never played Origins and I never played two. So every moment that I've had where I'm not out has been like gaming so hard. And I realized this week while I was working on my Inquisition, this is only my second ever Inquisition playthrough. I had a heart-stopping moment because I remembered. In my first playthrough, I made Alistair a Grey Warden and not King. And now I have to choose between killing him and Hawk, my second character. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and I'm not going to lie, shed a small tear. That was probably my geek of the week, was crying over uh, video game characters. <laughs> Bioware gets me, though, and they know how to make me fall in love. And now I'm like, well, shit. Like. What do I do? And I tried to go back. The geekiest thing actually was I went back into Dragon Age Keep and I was like, I can change this. I can retcon my choices. I can make this right. Wouldn't let me. <laughs> I was like, what have I done? What have I done? Your very own Sophie's choice. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's at that level too, you know? That's the same level. I'd say it's the same. It's, it's the, the same. same. It's like choosing between your children yeah. in Nazi <laughs> times. The it's same. <laughs> it's the same. I mean, you are your own Meryl Streep here. I You're, am. You are the most Meryl of all of us, for sure. So. I am the Meryl. God, I, I knew I didn't want these two on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. like, I knew it was a fucking horrible idea. But like, I had to try. You know what I mean? Like the science experiment yeah, exactly. side just of it. Like, let's yeah. see. Like, let's just throw all the bad chemicals together. And see how no, bad it you know explodes. Because like that's how, that's fuck, how you right? get speed force powers. That's true. See, I could get superpowers out of this. Like who knows? There is a lightning storm happening outside but my guys, window right now. It's so. the same. It is the it's same. It's the same. God. All right. Oh, straight to hell. Tim and Mark just candle can't handle our combined powers, Christy. It's just the, how it is. It's fine. Not at nine in the fucking morning. <laughs> no, no, especially yeah, like yeah, we're 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 down a, like we're almost down a man here because like we're both exhausted. I don't know why. I am also very this. tired, but we are here and we have energy, and you <laughs> yeah. can't stop Paul yeah, but, and I from living our true life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The problem with Christy tired is that she just gets like yeah, insane, she gets that manic so. energy. What you guys don't know me? Yeah, yeah you do. That. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, we. Totally As a side do. note, the other day I was at my improv. One hundred twenty episodes or something. Yeah. I was in my improv class and I was so tired that I had that manic energy and I just started like grooving out on stage. It's almost like, Christy, what are you doing? And I was like, it's my ADHD. I can't help it. I got to grind. <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Anyway. This Christy's broken. Can we get a new one? Uh, Rude. We did. We got Paul. See? Like, Paul, oh, Christy the broken. Yeah. Replace Christy with, you know. Substitute Christy, which is me, I guess. Um, I get it. Uh, well, that's actually like what. A, my, yeah. a, a pale, Sorry. No, you're. You, if you can't get a woman, get a woman. You just get a gay man. It's a pale imitation. It's the same thing. Whatever. Jesus. It's fine, yeah, it's whatever. Definitely what we were thinking. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what my. We'll go back. Yeah, we'll screenshot that, that conversation that Mark and I had. 
Paul. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. much the representation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone had to be the token. Yeah. Someone had to be the token minority. <laughs> Here we are. Here now, we are. Now we're getting closer. Now we're taking them uh, out. Yeah. This yeah. is what politics yep. is going to be in a few in a few years, you guys. It's going to be us taking up space. I can't say that. I can't say that. I'm going to get in shit. Sam, I feel like one of them has accessed our private chat and like, this is not going to go well. Like, this is bad. All right. Well, then tell us your Geek of the Week, Mark. If you're going to be like that. I saw I saw two movies this week. Um, I saw, I watched Us last so night. Good. Oh, shit. Amazing. So good. And, so good. Uh, I, I totally, I got the goddamn twist like as soon as mm. it happened. Like, not, like at the beginning, I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen. Like they flipped, <laughs> so like I I like had known the whole time, and when it happened, I was like, oh yeah, great. But like it's like one of the best acted horror movies I've seen like uh, yeah, forever. Like so good. it was extremely well. <laughs> I also called the twist on that, and it didn't ruin my enjoyment of the movie yeah. even a little bit. It <laughs> no, was still so good. No, no, that was what I wanted. Like that's my end of like review of it. It's like I knew I caught the twist like as soon as it, like the movie started, and I still like sat there for the whole two hours like. Man, this is fucking awesome. See, it was a great I movie. caught the twist, but I just kept waiting for them to drop it, and then they didn't, and it got so close to the end, and, and I was like, are they just not going to say it? Because that's obviously what happened, and then they do, like, five, ten minutes before the end of the movie kind of thing, and if, yeah. if that, like, yeah. maybe even, like, you know, seven or eight minutes. It's like five yeah. minutes. They don't give, they give you about five minutes of, like, knowing, because they kind of basically tell you and the yeah. son, and then you're out, and it's, it was... Yeah. It was like, really well story. done, though. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, excellent. And then I saw John Wick earlier in the week. Of too, course, uh, John Wick three, which because of course I did. And obviously, like if you are even remotely interested in seeing John Wick on screen, go fucking see John Wick on screen because he kills everybody and looks amazing doing it. So, yeah, Chrissy's yawning. There it is. Oh, you're bored. Chrissy, Chrissy loves John are you Wick. Bored? No, it's not yeah. that. I'm just my I expended everything. This happens. It'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Tim, what's your geek of the week? So last weekend, uh, Alicia and I went to the did our annual visit to the Georgia Renaissance Festival. Yeah, I uh, dressed up in my full kilt and everything. And uh, probably my biggest geek of the week was that I finally pulled the trigger on a full length carbon steel battle ready claymore that's damn near as tall as I am. <laughs> Wait, do you have it? I do. I do. I don't have it in my oh. office with me right now. Oh, I was going to say, do you have it like in your office? Because I want to uh, see it. Yeah, I can. I'll see it when I come down. Yeah, or remind, remind me uh, when we finish up. Uh, I'll, I'll go grab it and show it to you. Nice. But uh, yeah, like it's, I have to wear it across my back because it's too long for a sword belt kind of thing. Oh, man. And, nice. uh, I've been eyeing it for years from this uh, company called Sabersmith that uh, tours around to all of these Renaissance festivals. And they also sell online and stuff like that as well. Um, and they're beautiful, beautiful pieces. And uh, yeah, I just decided to treat myself as sort of an early birthday present. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Tim's home defense is uh, like strategy <laughs> is like internet home locks and like giant yeah. swords. <laughs> yep. It's terrifying <laughs> when you actually walk into their house. Cause you're like, wow, first of all, either Alexa is going to eat my soul or I'm going to get stabbed by like yeah, exactly. one of these 19 It's either going to be Black Mirror or like uh, like yeah. the, the uh, medieval version of Westworld is what's going to happen to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. And I, and I don't know which one, and it worries me. So. Guys, you're just talking about Final Fantasy VII. That's what that is. <laughs> it's, it's medieval oh, shit. shit and technology shit fucking to, all mixed right. up together. There you go. But he's, fuck, and he's fucking right. It's He-Man. <laughs> it's He-Man, yeah. It's He-Man. <laughs> By the Hell, power it's Star of Wars, Race, really. Like, yeah. 
And we, we do have yeah. lightsabers as well, but they're not going to do as much damage to an intruder as my Claymore or Alicia's like uh, super sharp hand and a half sword. Yeah, that's uh, the one she was showing me, the super sharp one was I was yeah. like, um, just get it yeah. away from me because I'm worried <laughs> about my safety. Yeah, please. So, so uh, for my Geek of the Week this week, June 11th will be the beginning of season two of Pose, which is a an FX series about transgendered people in the early 90s, late 80s bull culture. Aww. So I spent a lot of time this week rewatching season one of Pose and watching the documentary Paris is Burning and The Queen, which are both amazing documentaries. And you should Paris watch is them. Is great. It's all about it's so fucking good. So if you have any interest in queer culture or RuPaul's Drag Race or ball culture or just want to learn a little bit more about the LGBT community. What culture? Ball culture? Yeah, ball culture. So ball culture is like... Ball culture, um, okay. Yeah. So the balls are like these, almost like these pageants that mostly black and Latinx... (laughs) Yeah, not like playing with balls, but like actual... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Although you do, yeah. a lot of, a lot of uh, drag queens do have to do a lot of that. Yeah, uh, there is, there was that happening too. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of strapping and yeah, yeah. It's called tucking, man. Get your shit together, Tim. You can strap. Too. Get your 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 drag queen terminology down for God's <laughs> sake. We're uh, fucking fly by night operation. We run in here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're like pageants that Black and Latinx people who were mostly shunned by their families and ran away from home and whatnot uh, started so that they could, you know, have their own sense of, you know, grandeur and greatness. And they competed for like executive realness, like looking the the most regal, the most awesome, the most beautiful, whoever could pass best as a woman when you're a trans person, which is less of a thing now, but it's still kind of a thing. So check out any of those things, Pose, Paris is Burning, or The Queen, all excellent. And not my geek cred, but my geek of the week, because I've been watching those all week. It's been great. So yeah, that's my geek of the week. Cool. So with that being said, let's uh, let's let's do this, guys. Star <laughs> meat of the episode! The meat beyond the wall! The iron meat. <laughs> the iron fucking pile of slag. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So we're doing this. Game of Thrones is over. It's done. Besides the prequel shit that actually they talked about this week in spoilers where there's like there's the prequel series are happening. And it's not going to involve any of the existing characters from the current series. But we're talking about Game of Thrones season eight finished done concluded and yeah. we have feelings <laughs> lots we of all have feelings <laughs> so many feelings so let's all talk about our feelings so let's start with like a general overview what did you guys think of game of thrones season eight so let's go back to christy christy how are, how are you feeling about game of thrones season eight <laughs> doing a grumpy cat face right now listeners Yep. Back to doing fucking visual bits. Well, she forgot that we're on a podcast. No, right? I was like... having a dramatic <laughs> effect because so. I was absolutely uh, heartbroken by season eight. I, okay. In what way? I have, I have so, so many feelings. I think season eight was trying to be fan service. I think it was trying to wrap up and do everything it could to tie all of these stories together 
without actually having the writers go back and watch and read the work that they'd done. Mm -hmm. I think that they had a vision when they started writing this, when they were with the books. And then they got to a point where they had changed enough that some of the stuff they put into this season didn't make sense and ended up being a disservice to themselves. Uh, I think it was rushed. I think they should have had more than six episodes because this uh, season deserved more than six episodes. Or the episodes shouldn't have been as long as they promised us they would be, which was at, you know about two hours a piece. None of them were that long. And I found that some of the biggest deaths were a huge waste of my time because they were so lame. And then they tied everything up with this pretty little pink ribbon, which is just not Game of Thrones. It felt like a caricature was made of so many of the great characters. And then that final scene, I know we'll talk about it. Not the final scene, the the, the scene with Tyrion and the talking to the people. I don't know. I have a lot of feelings. I just, after the Battle of Winterfell, <laughs> I was disappointed. And I will say this. I wish what had happened was they had the Battle of the Red Keep for season eight and then had one more season to wrap up the entirety with ending with the Battle of Winterfell. I think that season eight should have been All battling right. with Cersei. And discovering Danny's internal strife and crazy. And then season nine, they should have one more season to, you know, wrap up all the secrecy and discover more about the White Walkers and what that army was doing. Uh, I agree with a lot of that, but we're going to move on to Mark. Mark, what did you think about season eight? I like, I didn't hate it, though I will admit that, like, I didn't care. Like, I don't care as much. I don't think <laughs> as everybody else does about this. I think I described it to, while I was chatting with Paul late last night as uh, it's water cooler talk, like it's nerd water cooler talk, right? So like, I'm not as insanely invested in all these characters as everybody else is. It was just kind of like I watch it because it's pretty and everybody's talking about it, so why not watch it? So at the end of this, I'm like, I had a good time watching all these episodes because shit blew up and like the dragons are there and like everything looks cool. So. I don't know, but like, yeah, if I was if I was going to rewrite stuff, yeah, there's definitely things I probably would have done differently. But given where we were and where this show has been for the last couple of years, this is as good as I was going to get. Yeah, like that was what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, emphasis on last couple of years for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim, how about you? Uh, I guess I'm going to be the uh, the optimist this time. I was pretty happy with the season overall. I know that there were a lot of complaints about pacing. I was fine with the pacing. I think if it took much longer than it did, some of the earlier seasons definitely drug quite a bit for me. And I was yeah. hoping this season would be pretty fast paced, like barreling towards conclusions. And and I got that. It looked amazing as all the seasons have. It maybe looked better than a lot of the seasons have. But I think I enjoyed it more for so many great character moments. Characters having like little reunions and being like, oh, wow, you've really changed, you know, uh, little little one-liners and shit like that there's so many good one-liners and yeah some of them maybe were a little bit out of place or whatever but they were so good that i was willing to look past it yeah part of me i i'm gonna go with chrissy i do wish that we'd gotten a little bit more closure on the night king and what he'd wanted etc but we got a little bit of that with uh brandon samwell talking about like how <laughs> bran is the memory of this world the night king wants to end this world and so he needs to take out Bran to destroy the memory of the world. And I was like, okay, that's all right. A lot of, and a lot of complaints have also seemed to have centered around like, oh, they didn't, you know, neatly tie up this or that, or the characters forgot about this and that. But this 
show has never been like people acting perfectly to type and you know everything being tied up with a nice little bow like this has been a series about sometimes you just don't get to know shit sometimes you just you know characters make stupid fucking mistakes or tactical errors and shit like that and then have to deal with the outcome so i was willing to overlook a lot because of that i guess yeah the problem i have with this and my take on it is that like i if they were going for like narrative anti-climax like there's a, a way to do it where it still doesn't feel rushed and unsatisfying or in a way that feels like it's cheating some of the characters and that's one of the problems i had with this season very similar to christie's opinion on it where it's like certain characters got really short shrift when it came to their overall narrative conclusions. And like, there have been seasons that have ended where, you know, no one got a happy ending or, you know, like breaking bad wasn't exactly like the happiest ending in the world. Still one of the, still considered one of the greatest like series endings ever. And finales. Yeah. yeah. And finales where, you know, I feel like that had that, feeling of not everyone was going to get a satisfying ending in mm. within the the narrative world but as viewers we were still satisfied watching it whereas here in Game of Thrones there were pe- there were characters who were getting what would be considered satisfying yep. endings where i thought they were unearned and it didn't feel right like like with Bran and then i got we got some characters who things were tied up so quickly and thoughtlessly that it was just kind of like uh, why? Yeah. Particularly Cersei and Jamie, but uh, that one I had and Arya. I will. I will. Yeah. I will agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I had a weird thing about like the way, where, like, we built up Cersei to be like, Bullshit. everybody wanted to see her die, like horrifically, and then like kind of anticlimactically, just having her and Jamie die in each other's arms. I was like, I mean, like, fair, but God, fuck, like, I want that was my die. Like, she, yeah. did, she was. That was my biggest disappointment. Out, I'll you agree. You make her out to be a bigger so... nemesis than the fucking Night King, who we've been building up, and then she gets to die in her lover's yeah. arms. Get out of here! No, we were told by yeah. Maggie the Frog back in the season five opening that Cersei was going to be killed and strangled to death by her younger brother. All other the all the other shit came true. What, la, 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 la. what is this from? No, 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 no. Well, I was so disappointed. Indirectly, Tyrion is responsible for her death, right? Because Tyrion tells Daenerys that, or, or, well, yeah, Tyrion basically enables Daenerys to go crazy on King's Landing, which is ultimately what fucking kills Cersei. The problem is, though, that they yeah. had a narrative loophole, like, set up within that episode where they could have had... Arya face shift into one of the two, yes. either Tyrion. I was looking for that. And have her kill Cersei, and she would have checked Cersei's name off the list and fulfilled the prophecy at the same time, which would have pleased the fans endlessly, and they just didn't fucking bother. And it was like, there were so many things where it was just lazy and shitty. Like, why you, why follow Arya through the whole uh, King's Landing during uh, Daenerys attacking when it probably should have been Davos, who is, like, from Flea Bottom and knows the entirety of this. Like, there were just so many things where it was clear that the showrunners did not give a shit. And I want to talk about this. In particular, there was one interview where one of the the two Ds, D&D, Dumb and Dumber, or whatever they're calling them on uh, the internet these days, where where they said, well, Daenerys just kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. 
which is kind of a writer's problem more than it is a character issue. Like, no, it's not. It's it's Danny's hubris, right? Like she's always been like, I have dragons. I'm fucking unstoppable. And now she's not. But literally she's like, just like the physics of it where she's flying so far into the air. She should have physically been able to see those fucking ships. Like, it's just, uh, uh, there's just, I am not the biggest Daenerys Targaryen fan. I am not like I was never expecting her to. You didn't name your cat after her, yeah. yeah. I or, or kid or whatever. or whatever. I was never yeah. expecting her to win the Iron Throne, and but there were a lot of narrative choices about her that were made that were clearly like book beats that would have made more sense with the the fake Aegon storyline that they have in the books. Which, like, anyway, <laughs> they they had an endpoint for Daenerys. They could have made that satisfying if they had given her more time to go crazy. And I'm fine with her. Oh, I'm what are you talking about? I found it so satisfying. I disagree. I go fu- back and watch the whole fucking show. She is that person the whole time, but she's killing people that you don't like or that are nah. framed as enemies, and therefore you're willing to overlook it. No, my problem is that like it was she devolved into like very obvious kind of like star Wars fascist villainy, especially in that last episode where like they had the Targaryen thing and it was like the red and black and it looked like a fucking Nazi symbol at the end. And it was like, I get removing her support structures, like getting rid of Jorah and Missande removes her Jiminy Cricket style conscience. And like, but I needed at least a couple more episodes of her going paranoid before I would believe her going crazy. Seven seasons wasn't enough. Foreshadowing is not the same thing as character development, Tim. I just don't, I don't buy buy it. I just don't buy it. I didn't buy it. It worked for me. Yeah. It worked for me entirely. Uh, Her fall, her creeping paranoia. I thought it played perfectly a bit at a time. I'd been seeing this coming for seasons. And so, yeah, I, I was perfectly fine with it. I did too. And I still felt like it was, cheap and fast i don't know to each their own i guess uh, i'm with you i'm with you paul cheap and fast yeah but that being said let's go let's rewind a little bit what did we like about season eight like let's go back and like really focus on the positives for a second let's go back to clegane okay Clegane Bowl. <laughs> Tim's got Tim's got it down. Yeah, man. Like Clegane Bowl was like yeah, was yeah. everything I fucking wanted. That was the perfect face off, right down to like the mountain fucking caving in Kyburn's skull. And oh, then, yeah. and then yeah. Cersei, like <laughs> creeping around, being like, I'm just gonna yeah. this way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> got something to do, guys. Bye. Like my many petties in like five yeah. minutes gotta go. Bye. I know we all hate Cersei, but like Lita had oh, so yes. at making like those faces were like, oh, I'm stuck in a really like I'm fucked situation. Like the faces she makes are like just so yeah. good. There, there's so a, good. a post going around Facebook about like how Lena Headey got like a yep. million dollars an episode to stare at the window and drink wine, and I'm like, bitch, girl, <laughs> yeah, man. fucking work. Fuck yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Fuck yeah, man. Good for her. You know what I mean? Her fucking Sarah Connor show got canceled. Yeah. Like she was great on that. She deserves this yeah. shit. Good for yeah. her. Game Bowl was fucking phenomenal. Like yeah. Sandor just fucking laughing in the face of his brother as he realizes like you and I are about to die together and then them dying like plunging into the fire together uh, and just yeah. like I the mountain this whole season was great like him having to overcome his fear of fire to go help 
for for him and, and Barrick. The yeah, hound. Sorry, the the sorry, the hound. Yeah, uh, him and Barrick Dondarian having to go yeah. uh, and face you know the hound's main fear fire in order to save Arya, and therefore the hound is basically responsible in a in large part for yeah. Arya being able to be there to kill the Night King. Mm-hmm. The hound was like the best dad. Like he was just like a good. He's like overall he he was like a like the kind of dad who's just like going to his daughter's ballet recital. He's fucking hating every minute of it, but he's there to support her. That's that's the kind of dad the hound is to Arya. Yeah. I just love love it. The hound's MVP for me like this year. Like he he was basically like what I was watching every episode. Yeah. Like when as I was getting bored of like all the like meandery bullshit or like wow, how fast is this going to happen or we're going to do this and that. The hound is always there yeah. for you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just saying, shitty he was so <laughs> intriguing to watch because he was He's just so like you never really like could understand all of his motives, even though you knew they were all to get back to kill his brother. His kindness would come out mm-hmm. in weird ways, and his empathy, and that was always really cool to see, like kind of blossom out of him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was just nice yeah. to kind of see a character who was he was definitely affected by all of the the whole Game of Thrones, but. Really, he was real, just mm-hmm. trying to fucking live his badass life outside of it. And there's Braun, a, a, a waste. similar to Braun, I guess, but like Braun. Waste. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a waste of a character moment, too. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about Braun's scene in a minute. But like overall, like the Hound, just like he didn't give a shit. Loved every minute of him just not giving a shit. And the less he gave a shit, the happier I was. You know, like just yeah, basically. just like I'm so fucking pissed that all this shit is happening. I'm so annoyed, <laughs> and then I'm stuck in the I middle of it. Is like that yeah, the real like, problem? <sighs> it's like you know what? I don't give a shit. You got all fucking kill yourselves. It's perfect. Like, do I have to be stuck here listening to all of you fucking talk about he's it? A- yeah. Like he's a he's, he's basically oh, like the, the Danny Glover like from Lethal Lethal Weapon or whatever. He's like, I'm, I'm too, too old, old for this shit. Too old for the shit. <laughs> Don't care. Fuck off. Yeah, I love that. He's, that's why he's the best character on the show. They should have given him the throne. He's also very much a Logan. Like he's very much a Wolverine, huh. where he's like this. Like yeah. I've been through all of this shit, and there's this fucking plucky girl who's really good at what she does, and she's like, <laughs> and I end up mentoring her by accident, and I she just pisses yep. me the fuck off. But we end up in this yeah. begrudging partnership, and then they end up being like fucking life bonded forever. Things we liked. I was happy with the Battle of Winterfell oh, yeah. overall and mm. uh, entirely. Like right from that bait and switch, and sort of that initial bit of hope that they give you when Melisandre mm. shows up, lights up the Dothraki's blades. Everybody's getting fucking amped. It gives them a bit of hope. And they run off into the darkness to they their get deaths. <laughs> was so effective just everybody watching at a distance and seeing yeah. all those fires go out and then like the horses and jorah running back and jorah's fucking the look on his face just like yeah. we're fucked yeah. guys yeah <laughs> that set the stakes perfectly yeah. for that whole that whole fight my favorite part of that episode was when Arya ended up in a resident evil slash the last of us video game when she was like in the yes. library yes. And it was, it was, in the life, yeah. she was in a, a zombie survival horror video game yes. and i'm just like yeah. i love every minute of this and that immediately felt like guys we're this is going way over fucking budget we need to do like 10 minutes yeah it's like Arya and three dudes in suits <laughs> <laughs> like otherwise we're, yeah, we're fucked out. We're out of like it's gonna cause 
Yeah, like we're like we're out of money. We can like, only literally, do three episodes. Yeah, like we have to <laughs> shut the whole thing down if we don't if we fuck this up. So like, yeah, ten minutes with Arya in the library. Fine, we will do that. It was fun. Like I had a good time. I with was it, enthralled but... by it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was like, yeah. those were some of my favorite. Like, and then it's like they get the cast of thousands back to chase her down that fucking hallway with like the the yeah. camera pan yeah. like focused on her in like the handicam style i was just like this yeah the tracking shot the tracking... well like the pseudo tracking yeah, shot because it was you could i could see the cuts but like there was it was amazing and i it was my favorite part of the episode even though i like i like battle scenes to an extent because obviously i love the lord of the rings movies but battle scenes kind of drag on for me sometimes and i'm not always super invested in them so it was those moments in the middle where it was kind of more one-on-one and centered on certain characters that I was more into it. See, I I tend to agree sometimes. Like, I fell asleep in the final Hobbit movie because I was just like, so many battles. Like, I couldn't... Also, it was a bad movie. It was a bad movie. movie. (laughs) (laughs) The difference is, like, how invested you are in the battle, too, right? Like, I'm probably way more invested in the Battle of Winterfell, even as me, than I ever would have been in anything in the Hobbit. Well, that's what I was going to say, though, is that the the Battle of Winterfell was so tense because it was so well done. Yeah. There was maybe like 40 lines of dialogue in that whole episode. But not only yeah. was it striking in its visuals, it built a tension that you couldn't replicate for the rest of the season. That you didn't they didn't replicate for the rest of the season, which is why it was so disappointing because that whole episode, not only because of the darkness, you also felt like you were in the dark. You didn't know who was like gonna survive because you literally couldn't see. You felt overwhelmed, you felt like you were being suffocated because that's what was happening. There was especially when like the fucking Night King looks at John and pulls his you think you can defeat my army and just raises all his dead friends. Yeah. And you're just like, there's yeah. no fucking end to this. But mm-hmm. I yeah. I got a little frustrated because Mark and I started calling Bran Hypno Toad. <laughs> That's pretty much who he was. Just wah every wah, time he looked wah, at somebody wah, wah. and watch the season again. I, like, yes, I was I was not having having any of Bran. <laughs> yeah, I was what? not having any of Bran this year. My problem with the uh, the battle like the battle at Winterfell was that, like they spent three episodes bitching at Tyrion. Him protect like I don't know what it was. What were they saying? Oh, he was talking to himself about like how clever he is and how he should be able to help. Oh, yeah, take him to the crypts. And then he's like, "Let's take him to the crypts. These fuckers can raise the dead." Wh- who's the clever one? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So my, was like, well, I was, that, 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 that was my stupid. biggest part of stupid ball in that episode was yeah. okay. You're gonna send him to the crypts at the very least. Have one person stationed in front of every crypt with the dragon glass dagger in case yeah. the night king pulls his shit. Burn yeah, right? all the like, skeletons yeah. first. Like oh my clean God. it or out, something like that. Cleanse yeah. the fucking crypts. You have time. Yeah. Like oh. it doesn't take long to burn things. Yep. Yeah. But I don't I'm know from experience, you. but like <laughs> <laughs> I actually think maybe Tyrion wasn't so crazy because he probably assumed all of them would be dust at that point. This is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. They, of, but they, uh, did they not just put the boys down there after the red wedding? Like, yeah, there were some of them. There were some fresh corpses. Oh yeah. shit. How crazy would that have been if Rob came out? I half- think Rob did come out. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. I think there has, I don't know if I found this a missed opportunity or not, but I was surprised that at no point really did someone come up against a white that they knew. I mean, I guess it's knew. yeah, that they used I mean, statistically a, improbable, you right? know, like, yeah. a, a what that they used to know. Like, <laughs> 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 like, but you're right. But, but, like, but it, that also 
there were so many. But it also, like, I think that might have felt out of place in Game of Thrones. Like, this isn't that show where you're like, oh, I have, you know, super dramatic. I have to kill this person that I used to love. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I'm I'm torn on that one. It could have been cool, but it, it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it might have been a missed opportunity. I just like I don't know how I would have felt if I saw like zombie Ned Stark walk by. You know, what yeah. I, mean? I would have well, been like, "Holy shit! Like, holy shit! Look who it is! He's well, holding his own head and stuff." Well, like, yeah, yeah, because awesome. Rob and Ned both were decapitated, right? So it would have yeah. been like a little bit of a, or maybe Rob's head still has the dire wolf on top of it, which ooh, or the, <laughs> yeah, the, the start the start kid nobody cares about Rickon. Oh, Rickon, Rickon, Rickon. I have a totally like tangent story about that. We were, wa- I was watching the finale and I got a text message from mom because I always get weird text messages from her. She's asking me, where's Rickon? And I'm like, who's Rickon? <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> and I'm like, this is this season, right? So I'm like, oh, are you talking about the Stark? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I have no fucking idea. I hadn't, I didn't even remember when couldn't, he died. Couldn't run in a fucking zigzag. Yeah, Ramsey yeah. killed him. I had him to go look running. up. He was the one that fucking Ramsey like didn't. You know, I was like, he's the one. He didn't follow fucking archer's advice serpentine babu always yeah. runs serpentine so yeah. he deserved serpentine his death babu. like he deserved yeah. it. hey he was just a kid he was <laughs> captured and tortured yeah. Yeah, let's- christy i'm with you though in terms of the battle being like holding tension really well it had me like edge of my seat the whole fucking time yeah. like oh, and it yeah. was i think for me it was because there were so many good like twists and turns like it was a very well written battle like from the Night what? King calling down the storm, which fucked up so many of their strategies, having Melisandre come out and light the trenches, and then the fucking dead just forming bridges of corpses over it. Yeah, yeah that was fucked that was up. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was like, because they used all of their resources of, that they had at their disposal of this army that just doesn't have any brains. They don't have any thought process, which is why it should have come after. It should have come after. That is a final battle would have been so much more intense than friggin' Cersei, who we never saw the elephants. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. But did anybody have any issues with the a lot of people were complaining that the Battle of Winterfell was too dark. And I didn't have those issues when uh, I was it was watching it on my we TV. had this combo. Yeah, but like Mark and I did. Did yeah. we talk about it on the episode though? Yeah, we did. Okay. But yeah. I think it was I think it was the cage menagerie one that Paul wasn't on. Oh, fair, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, we, we, yeah, we talked about it. I mean, like, anybody was complaining about that. That's a streaming issue. Like, that's just technology okay. catching up. Right. Or like, or a settings that. issue. Like, I've I've watched it twice now yeah. on different platforms, and I had no real issues with yeah. uh, with seeing stuff. I think there were some scenes maybe that were, you know, dramatically lit that were supposed to be lit pretty darkly, especially, like, in some of those scenes where there was just whites coming at you from every yeah. direction. Yeah. And I think that was done for effect because... Yeah. yeah exactly because you know that way they they were shooting it to make you feel like you were in the thick of this battle not really being able to tell what's happening around you yeah in, for the most in, part in the I middle ages point, at yeah. night yeah like yeah the, i think that it captured the the feeling like the battle of the bastards back god was that only last season where well, you felt that no that's like two seasons ago two seasons now ago? yeah where you felt that claustrophobia of so many people writhing together this one with like the darkness and never knowing what was coming at you at any moment that they captured that feeling really well. Like it's nighttime and I could get clipped by a fucking broadsword because it's dark. And I don't know because we're fighting at night and and it was just, yeah, loved that. hated that feeling. I feel like I was tense, but I loved it at the same time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It played, it played that tension really, really well. I thought, 
Yeah. See, same episode. I thought that Theon, uh, Beric, and uh, Liana, Jorah and Liana Mormont all had good deaths overall, which was a little jarring for me because I'm like, this is Game of Thrones. People don't get good deaths, but yeah. I like all those characters. Well, I'm not so big on Beric, but all the others. So I was. I thought he had a great death. Oh, yeah, though. exactly. I mean, it was a little on the nose, like saviorish, because he's there, like, with his arms stretched out in that door frame, like, clearly looking like he's being crucified while he's being stabbed oh, yeah. and stabbed and stabbed and Christ. stabbed. Yeah. But Liana fucking shoving a dagger into that giant's eye and mm-hmm. Jorah getting to die, you know, protecting Daenerys and yeah, yeah. and Theon. Well, the Mormonts are now. Yeah, gone, the Mor- that, that made me sad that the Mormont like line is just gone now. Yeah. Yeah. And Theon dying, protecting Bran. And that was that was a good, uh, you know, final. I mean, Theon's been on the road to redemption for a while, but that was a good, like, final redemption for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what he did ostensibly was distract them yeah. from Arya. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about when it comes to, like, hey, this could have been, like, narratively unsatisfying stuff, but it still felt good. Like, it still, as a viewer, this felt like this completed an arc. Like, all of these deaths, I was sad that they happened, but I they felt earned and correct when I was watching them. You know, like, mm-hmm. whereas some of the deaths later on did not quite feel that way because they were, it felt like they were wrapping things up too quickly. But the Battle of Winterfell, the deaths seemed correctly planned out and right. And, and it, yes. it felt like it was a culmination for a lot of characters. It was a culmination of their storylines, especially Jorah and Theon, like for sure. Yeah. Those two, yes. they, they like, him protecting Bran and knowing that his home was Winterfell and dying protecting it and Jorah protecting Daenerys to his death. That was, that was fucking correct. All right. And yeah. yeah. Yes. The only death I didn't really care about was Dolores Ed, but I've never really given a shit about that character. So yeah, fair. He was the one that he was the one that died protecting Samwell. Yeah. Yeah. Ned. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that the, uh, the deaths in, the Battle of Winterfell, like you guys were saying, they served the story in a better way because they they didn't die in this final battle. They died to save the world. Mm. They didn't fight for their queens. They fought to save the world from this impending doom. And Beric Dondarrion had been brought back, what, like 15 times at that point? Something crazy. And yeah. his death, I thought, was very cool, even though it was Christ-like. I was like, okay, good. He finally died. <laughs> and... Melisandre walking out into the snow and then just like dissolving. taking that yeah. off and dissolving into ash was like yeah. stunning. What a beautiful end to that character. Yeah, it was my favorite death of the season, actually. Like the, the way she got to like walk away and like having, I can never remember that guy's name. Sir Davos. Like, fuck my life. Watching yeah, Sir Davos, yeah. like there to watch her do it. Like that was like, that was he still had a bone to pick yeah. with her after she like burned. Uh, yeah. Uh, that oh, Baratheon his pseudo daughter. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he, he had a legit like yeah. bone to pick with her too. So like, yeah, no, I was happy like he was there for that though, because whatever. But like, I liked her little, her little like arc inside that episode was a yeah. lot of fun to see for that character finally kind of getting to getting to the end there after having yeah. done all that shit to move yeah. the pieces into this. You know what I mean? Yeah, and her callback um, with Arya uh, where, from their previous meeting. Yeah, brown yeah. eyes, green eyes, blue yeah. eyes. Like that's. You know, anybody that's paying attention knows at this point, like, okay, Arya's about to kill the Night King. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then what do we say to the God of Death? Not yeah. today. And, yeah. yeah. This great. is one of the things about, like, the, the prophecies being fulfilled in this episode that was, like, really satisfying and good, where it was really annoying, where it didn't happen with Cersei's death. 
in particular, where it's like, oh, but they did it so well three episodes ago. Why can't you figure it out for these guys? But yeah. Um, well, because they spent <laughs> the most time and money on the Winterfell battle. Oh, yeah, that it felt that way. Uh, I don't know, man. They spent a, a fair chunk of money they blowing did. up King's That's Landing. Like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That but awesome? uh, you know who's you know <laughs> whose death pissed me off was Varys. Oh yeah, <sighs> it did, but it, it needed. It felt right. To me it was it thing. was right for the story, but I was still yeah. disappointed in it because Varys Varys ends up being one of the heroes. Like you know, you he's framed as sort of a manipulator for the whole show but in the end you realize that he's doing what he's doing sort of for the good of the kingdom yeah. for the people yeah yeah like it's not for his own game like yeah. all the time he's always yeah. considered like the game of thrones as this frivolous contest between people in power and he, like he's always focused his energies on bringing the common people up even though he kind of hates them at the same time because they really don't trust him very much as a eunuch I, that's one of the things i love about Paris <laughs> is that like in spite of the fact that he, the people shit on him by default, yeah, he's still like yeah. I'm. I'm doing this for the realm. It's always for the realm. Always for the realm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was sad to see him go in that way. But like, I was mad about it, but it didn't feel unsatisfying because like he was do. He still was fighting for the realm. I just wish he had just been a little sneakier about it. He just stopped being sneaky for some reason yeah. and was just like, well, yeah. Yeah. I think at a point he he was like, I don't need to anymore because how many of those fucking uh, notices about John being the rightful heir to the throne do you think he sent out before Grey Worm came up and arrested him? I'm guessing hundreds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, there's crows going to every corner of the Seven Kingdoms and over to fucking Essos, yeah. you know, with that news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, I'm not super mad about, like, Varys did what he needed to do. But something that bothered me about it was the fact that we see him writing notes furiously. We never found out, like, you know, he was telling everybody that John was a Targaryen, obviously, never gets brought up again. And, you know, I get that he was, you know, going to be, he was going to be murdered. Melisandre talked about how he was going to be murdered. That was just a part of his, his arc. I just found that it was in disservice to him. I mean, I like that he took off his rings and he knew what was coming and he was like, yes, this is, this is my time. But I felt like he deserved more, you know, like a bigger build to this he had this last episode where he was just like um there might be someone better and Tyrion was like she's our queen and I was like this is about Tyrion this isn't about Varys Varys was so underused in the last two seasons mm, yeah I I feel like the problem that they had was that they forgot that the real Game of Thrones was between Littlefinger Varys and Tyrion a long like a long time ago they forgot about this like in the books it's still a thing where Littlefinger Varys and Tyrion are the ones who are the true manipulators behind the Game of Thrones. And the the show kind of abandoned that um, probably about, you know, three or four seasons ago. And which is disappointing to me overall, because I don't like Littlefinger's death last season was also a kind of disappointing kind of thud yeah. to me. But I thought it was oh, pretty I good, actually. That. 
I loved watching. Yeah, watching his fucking throat well, get slid as he's on his knees begging like a fucking it little was worm. satisfying in that regard. But when it came to the grand narrative of it, I was like, I really wanted the Game of Thrones to come down to like the the campaign between Littlefinger and Varys. Everybody's back in yeah. their Yeah, and so when yeah. it, although what it did for Sansa's arc was yeah. awesome. What I really wanted it to be was her like Varys and Sansa after she fucks over Littlefinger coming together to become a thing and Sansa's arc being one of the more satisfying things that came out of the last episode. I was pretty happy with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's it just, I feel like it should have come in a different way. And I feel like the books are going to do that for me. Whereas the TV show did not. Fair enough. I coming around to Sansa. I thought that they played the tension between her and Danny beautifully. Yeah. I thought that that conflict was handled really, really well. Uh, you know, the potential conflict over who people recognize as their true ruler and the snark between the two of them like that. What do dragons eat anyway? And Danny's whatever they want. Yeah. That was one of those little one liners. I was just like, that's perfect. That just encapsulates their like dynamic and everything back and forth. And I was super happy at the end with Sansa being like, no, the North will never bend the knee again. We're seceding. We're our own kingdom. And I had a weird thing about that where I'm like, your brother's on the throne. Like, why would you? That just it just didn't track logically for me where she'd be like, no, you know what? Even at this point where I have a Stark on the throne of the Seven Kingdoms, I'm still going to be mm-hmm. like, nah, fuck it. I, that, I had a lot of issue with. Like, all right. Well, like the, all right. Yeah. I think it was more for me just that those people had been burned so many times figuratively yeah, and literally sure. by fighting for the you know Southern Kingdoms that she was just like, no, you know, we can't do it anymore. It's we've been yeah. hurt too many times. It's an abusive relationship. Yeah, like that's fair. I just, I, still, I just, I just thought it was funny. Like she got her brother on the throne yeah. and was still like, well, "Fuck you, I'm not bending the knee." I was like, "All right." Well, geez. it was C- a, kind of her brother. Kind of her brother. That was yeah. the thing is that like one, <laughs> like they they chose Bran because he couldn't stupid have an heir, and like the yeah. I, I have a lot. The whole thing of being king is fucking dumb, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> it was a fucking stupid, stupid ending to the whole fucking thing, and I did like yeah. But I kind of agree. Uh, I was like, hey, just because I don't that. like Bran, because like, fuck Bran. I, oh, I wanted, I wanted to, like to like Bran so much, and okay. it just never. Yeah, I want, but I will be happy. I'm happy with Sansa as Queen of the North. I will forever be happy that she is Queen of the North. But Bran as the the ruler of the Six Kingdoms. Okay. Okay. Fuck oh, guys, you, I gotta, I gotta, say, I gotta say something. I gotta, I gotta get it out. <laughs> so first of all. They kept calling him Bran the Broken. What the fuck? What a dick uh, move. Yeah. <laughs> that was a dick move. <laughs> that was a dick move. She full out in front of everybody, like, yeah, basically yeah. points to him. as like, his dick does not work. <laughs> That's what she, like, he you know what I mean? He also is hypnotoed like, and has no emotions. Fuck. Like, and once he's in the first small council meeting, what does he do? He fucking yeah. leaves. He leaves to go find a dragon. Yeah, stupid. Well, he knows, he knows Tyrion's. Yeah, but he he knows he knows he's leaving the kingdom in good hands. Like basically, but Tyrion the is the was, king at this point. Sorry, I, I got to stay on yeah. this. Tan- Tim, I will let you talk about. It. I just got to finish. I'm Kanye Westing you. All right. I also I'm gonna let yeah, you finish. Okay. <laughs> there is a sketch waiting to be written of all of the people sitting around and being like, "Yes, yes, the seven kingdoms, seven kingdoms," and then Sansa going, "Um, the North is going to be free." So. And everyone kind of looking at her and being like, oh, I uh, didn't know that was an option. Actually, um, you know, I'd like to be free. 
oh and then you know Tyrion's like yes okay the the uh the, the five kingdoms and someone else goes ooh <laughs> actually five. you know what ooh i would i would also <laughs> love my independence the iron islands we got our own thing going on and then Tyrion's like and dorn and and dorn yeah you know, yeah dorn? I don't Tyrion's know. just I don't like okay, already the, 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 <laughs> yeah. the four kingdoms of dorn's like oh actually ooh there's been a lot of bad blood here so i don't want to like sound like i'm hopping on the train or anything but um you know just mm, get out of there and then Tyrion's like okay the, the three kingdoms and then you just hear robin of the veil vale being like um, you know, a lot of people like were really against me and the breast milk thing, and obviously it worked. So, uh, I mean, look at my skin. Yeah, because I'm hot now, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he long bottom. Yeah, I know the long bottom. So, uh, you know what? Actually, we have the moon door. We're good. Uh, we're also gonna step back. And Tyrion's just like two kingdoms because literally no one else said anything <laughs> and they had just had their queen killed there was no leadership also why the fuck was Arya there Arya didn't need to be there she was an assassin they already had two Starks two like two too many out of the three it should have just been Sansa because she was already queen I of think the she earned her fucking place there she killed the Night King she, er- she killed the Night King but Jamie also killed the uh, he was the Kingslayer and he did not sit on the small council I don't, that wasn't a small council. That was more just like, these are the people that are no. left. <laughs> also, can we talk about the democracy scene with Sam when everyone laughed? I was like, now you're just fishing. Like, <laughs> Actually, I kind of laughed because yeah. I was like, that doesn't well, work, given yeah. where we are in real life right now, I mean, yeah. yeah, fair. So this is how it actually works in real life right now, guys. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I see where you're coming from, Christy. I don't think some of those people wanted to rule. I don't get the feeling Robin Aaron was real fucking cool on, you know, keen on uh, on ruling the Vale. So I think he might have been fine with bending the well, knee. You know what? It's funny, though, because he never spoke, so we don't yeah. know. Like, there is the, the cast listing on IMDb for the pr- unnamed Prince of Dorne is literally unnamed Prince of Dorne. Un- Name. Why, why why would we give him a the name? Prince of Dorne. He's the one like everyone else is like a character, you know, like the Prince of Dorne, um Doran was supposed to be an important character. They fu- they, they fucked up Dorne a lot in the TV series and I will never forgive yeah. them for this. Set it up. It was going to be so good, so big. Because yeah, I don't want to talk about the sand snakes cuz uh, I don't uh, with the sand snakes. Oh my god, I hate it. Yeah. Well, wait. Would so so was uh, Illyria Sand or whatever the the mother of the Sand Snakes was in theory still in the dungeons of King's Landing when King's Landing came down. We don't know. And everybody's fucking. We know head. that she potentially she watched. Her no idea. <laughs> daughter die. We know we can posit that because that's what Cersei said that she was going to force her to do. And if you try to starve yourself, we're going to force feed you to watch your daughter decompose. She could still have been there, but we don't know because they didn't, they kind of forgot about it. They kind of forgot about a lot of things in this show. And yeah. one of the things, Danny just kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet, even though in the previous scene, they had just talked about it, but whatever. It's just like, whatever. Um, oh, the dragon's now coming through the direction of the sun. I guess that makes us totally inept at what we just did yesterday. <laughs> I think, no, I was totally okay with that. You're not going to make the same mistake twice. Like, you know, they knew what was coming. They knew how to avoid it. So, yeah, I was totally okay with with being able to avoid the scorpions the second time around. Like, yeah, she knew what she was doing the second time around. Like, that, that, I had no problem with that. Like, it's just an editing issue because it looked like she just trashed them all. It should have taken longer, but, like, it's a TV show. They got to, like, quickly show you, like, hey, the dragon fucked up all the scorpions. Yeah. 
going back, I'm going to go on record and say totally okay with Brand the Broken. <laughs> I, I love having the idea of having the memory of the Seven Kingdoms be the leader. You know, presumably he's going to know not to make the same mistakes that past leaders have. And it means that Danny sort of gets her most appropriate legacy, which is now there's no more monarchy by lineage that leaders are chosen from here on out because Brand can't fucking have a lineage. So I was okay with it. I'm on record for that. And I thought it was perfect poetic justice making Tyrion the hand again, even though he clearly didn't want it. But that's Tyrion's punishment for all his fuck ups. You know, he has a lot of retribution to uh, make up. And mm. I think that's how he does it. Uh, I mean, uh, I, <laughs> I know I'm in the like, minor- like, minority here, but I'm good I think with it. That, that, that it's necessarily like a, bad choice but like if this was what the series was culminating to i don't know i was just like no no like no thank you just i i I would like i'm not one of those people who's gonna like sign the fucking petition to reshoot season eight like no i'm not i'm not that asshole but i'm also kind of like well i just don't think that they served the narrative well and so I will nope. continue to be on the, I'll wait for the books to never be finished <laughs> outside of the argument. <laughs> 2020. That's my other thing is so many people are laying this season and the, the endings of it at this, at the feet of D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. But whose story treatments are they working off? They're working off fair, fucking th- Martin's story treatments. Martin knew where these characters ended up. Yes, there have been a lot of deviations from the books and, I've never read the books to be, you know, completely transparent, but you know, there's some of this stuff that is getting laid at their feet. That is True. Martin. The, there's also them. a lot of interviews from the cast where, who say like the showrunners were not interested in being on set. They didn't really care about the last season. Like they were playing, uh, there, it was a, I think it was a, an interview with, uh, Jamie Lannister's, Actor uh, Nicolaj Walter Costa, Nicolaj yeah. something, yeah, Costa where uh, like they were playing iPad games with naked actresses instead of actually focusing on the scene and stuff like that. Like oh, uh. the, the the series showrunners may not be the most attentive people in the world, and I'm not super looking forward to their Star Wars shit after this. That being said. Like, you can lay a lot on George R. R. Martin for not finishing the books and, like, letting them adapt the books before they were finished. D&D, they were, yes, they were working off treatments from George R. R. Martin, so what can you do? I think that they probably had plot points that they needed to get to, like Mad Queen Daenerys or Sansa as Queen of the North, etc., and they got there in satisfying ways for some characters and not so satisfying ways for others. So I'm not like, I would say there are about 50 50 on a series where, like, in the first four seasons, they were like hitting it, hitting the target most of the time. So that's, yeah. I think that's where the fan base was starting to feel a little bit like, oh, you were getting it so right for so long. And then suddenly it didn't feel quite so right anymore. And that's, I think that's where people were starting to feel. And were they handed a Herculean task of ending a series that had so many adaptations where the books weren't even finished and they couldn't adapt it properly? Yes. And I will give them, I will forgive them that, but it still wasn't 
to me was a kind of mess season of TV. Yep. I'm getting a real Last Jedi vibe off the fan response to this. Not in that it is like fueled by misogyny or xenophobia or anything like that, but in that the people that didn't like the way that season eight went are being incredibly vocal, even though they might mm-hmm. not necessarily be the majority. A lot of people that I've talked to have really enjoyed the last season as well. They just haven't been like gushing all over it on social media because they don't want those really vocal people coming after them being like, what are you talking about? D and D are fucking bastards. Blah, 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 blah. Like they're happy enough just to like enjoy it privately. And so I think that, yeah, I don't know that that's just my, you know, social media bubble that I'm going off of kind of thing. And fair. I mean, like the fandom community has been infiltrated by garbage people that just wants to sow division. And we have to recognize that. Like we have to keep that in mind as a geek podcast every time we talk about something that like there is a contingent of people who are just here to sow division between people every time we enter a comment section every time we are talking about like especially a major property like Game of Thrones or Marvel Cinematic Universe like there are bots and or bad actors lots of bad actors who are trying (laughs) to sow division and like my thing is like a lot of the problems that people had with season eight of game of thrones was because they didn't handle their female characters well but in spite of that you still felt that same feeling about like with last jedi and i think that's probably true that like there are these bad actors that are probably making the divisions between the likers and the haters of season eight of game of thrones they're amplifying everything to and i'm like yeah I still watched every episode and I can't say I enjoyed every episode, but I can say that like it was still better TV than what I get or like it's Game of Thrones, not Big Bang Theory or, you know, like I'm happy, <laughs> I'm happy to watch yeah. it. But and in the same vein, I think another major factor is just fan entitlement overall mm. is people, you know, feeling like they're entitled to the ending that they had thought of. And I think that's one of the issues with having so much time between these last two seasons yeah. is that so many people, and again, the internet is amplifying this, have come up with their own pet theories and basically got it in their heads that this is my show. If it doesn't end this way, I'm not going to accept it. And that it didn't end that way. I don't think it ended the way that mo- like 95% of people expected it would with the exception of, I mean, a lot of people figured that Danny was going to fucking go nuts and John was going to kill her. Yeah. Uh, and, and then when it didn't, then people were just like, nope, fucking flip the table. I'm out of yeah. here. This is why when I was reviewing it at first, I have a lot of feelings, but I also hope that this actually served as a good ending for most people. I didn't want to not enjoy it, but I also recognize that not everybody is going to enjoy the finale because they've like Tim said, they've sunk so much of their personal hopes and dreams into it. And that's a mistake that you make as a fan. Like it is so great to love something so much that you feel emotionally impacted by it. That's making good art. But when you let that emotional impact really override the rest of your enjoyment and that it becomes this thing that's toxic in your real life, then you're on your own at that point in being a dick. Like that's not the fault of the creators that the creators created something that they thought was serviceable. Uh, But that being said though, like George R. R. Martin as like, when it comes to book reading particularly, like the, he 
courted a lot of people and their fan theories. Like they, he invited the concept. Of, like if you look at the A Song of Ice and Fire subreddit, for instance, before the sh- or at before the show even started, like it's all about figuring out the mysteries of the world and all of these. Like mm-hmm. fan theory is part the prophecies and everything, and yeah part of the fan base is figuring out the prophecies like who was going to be the prince that was promised who was azor ahai what else who was going to kill cersei the the maggie the frog prophecy like all of those prophecies were meant to be speculated upon like that it was like it was in, almost encouraged by the author to take some to liberties create a fan yeah and to create a yeah. fan base around that that being said just because you have a headcanon, you have a fan concept of what is supposed to be at the end, does that mean that because you didn't get that, you are entitled to be a fucking asshole about it? No, of course not. <laughs> and a lot of people are like, just that fan. Like, I have a lot of problems with the way that Cersei's death was handled, particularly. Am I going to be like, I? and I hate it. And I'm bitter be- about it vocal about it to an extent i'm gonna be bitter about it but i'm like do i think that that invalidates all of the work that lena hetty did absolutely as not fuck no she was amazing from yeah. season one she was my favorite one of my favorite characters to watch period like and she's still like if or you die from the very beginning yeah. and to the end she was still a joy to watch and i still think cersei lannister is one of the best characters i have either read or watched on television period so like you don't you can still be dissatisfied with an ending for a character and not be a fucking asshole about it agreed so my while we're talking about cersei's death in between episodes five and six like episode five you know the keep comes down on them and everything my like desperate hope that was not like that was ended up being my biggest disappointment of the season was that cersei would wake up in the rubble and she would have survived but she was holding jamie's corpse yeah like how beautiful that would have been and then somebody else still gets the chance to come in and end her Arya like whether as it's Arya, Arya as wearing yeah Arya wearing a face or something yeah. like that or yeah well what a waste that was too to not use Arya's facelessness like okay I'm Arya, I will say this mm. there were two things that I would have liked to see and again speaking to what we were just talking about I know I can't write this for you know the showrunners but I would have loved to see Arya look at them all and say, a girl is no one. Take <laughs> off her face and leave. Like, that would have been powerful. Or do it on the ship, like, take off her face. <laughs> and then when they showed the plant at the end, when all of the wildlings were going back across from the wall, to have John go, summer is coming, or winter is over. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been a little on the nose for me. Oh, I think. It. <laughs> or if Porman was like, Summer's coming, what? I was okay with Arya. I mean, Arya had done her piece basically with killing the Night King. Like, yeah. I was, you know, I'm sure I would have loved to have seen her kill Cersei, but she got more than enough play this fucking season. But, sorry, Tim, just before that, though, that's one thing that frustrated me is like, then why keep including her? She did nothing in King's Landing. Well, she was our vehicle character in King's Landing, but it right? She was been the one that, that you see on the ground. Should have been done. Yeah, that would have been cool too. 
Yeah. Anyway, that I'm sorry. Been... I interrupted. Well, Davos, Davos also got a ton of play. I was I loved watching Davos this fucking season. Every time he was on screen, I was they just needed like, more, of more of this. Yeah, more of Davos. I always see what I thought was like he he didn't have a lot of lines, but he's in a like almost every scene reacting. To yeah, stuff, that's true. Right? Like they don't. Yeah, like they, they didn't give him a ton of lines to say, but like he's always kind of there when something happens and makes eye contact with somebody and like is like fuck, fuck, and it's always that like yeah. build up of like fucks like because that's what it is and that's basically what his role was through the season was just to be the guy that makes eye contact with the guy <laughs> and they like mind fuck at each yeah. other and that's and you the can end. and you that's can tell it. what the dialogue was that was what, that yeah. went unsaid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so that was his job this year going back to uh aria one of my favorite little bits like little beats was uh her and when she's going to kill cersei her and the hound just fucking walking up on the guards in front of King's Landing and being like, "I'm Arya Stark. I'm going to kill Cersei Lannister." And then the dude, and then the yeah. two just the guards just being like, "Oh, I think I need to speak to my manager." Also, speaking of uh, Arya, I really liked the chemistry between Arya and uh, Gendry. I was super happy with yeah. that. Arya had so much fucking agency over there. Went straight for what she wanted. My head now is that one. I'm not really sure. Arya was my, the only like ending where I was like, what? She's just going to fucking sail off into nowhere. Like that's kind of random. But my headcanon is that she comes back from her adventures like years later and marries Gendry who never got over her and never took a wife. <laughs> what did you guys think about Arya, Arya and Gendry? I'm loving that just in general, we're totally on her terms. Like he's a very dutiful guy who just like, he's a hardworking guy who just kept go and just fell in love with her, you know? And she is very much one of those, like, free spirit types who goes where the wind takes her. And if he's cool with that and she's cool with that and they end up together, I'm very happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I dig it. I like it a lot. I like your headcanon, Tim. I I appreciate (laughs) it. Well, I actually, I I was happy Uh. that she said... You know, like, I'm not a lady. I'll never be a lady. Because I think that she could have been like Lyanna Stark and that Lyanna went off and did her own shit. I mean, it caused a bunch of wars and, you know, but I I like that. (laughs) That Gendry and her end up having an understanding and a more modern relationship. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if she had one of the more satisfying endings, like, again, because she didn't get to finish her list. Like, I know the list was... Yeah. I don't think she was ever going to finish her list. I think she was always going to keep adding people to yeah, it. And I would have been cool with that. Like I would have been cool with her, like, but just acknowledging that the list still existed and that she's just that person that is like, I settled my gr- retribution. Yeah, she's all and, about yeah. setting grudge. She like, if they wanted to, let's talk about that white horse imagery in episode five of season eight, where it, they, <laughs> I just want to know where did that horse go? Yeah. yeah. Like it was there. She got on it. Yeah, and then what like, the fuck it happened to the horse? disappeared. It was shadow facts. Shadow, shadow yeah, facts but... came for her. And then shadow facts just disappeared. Ah, that, that was, that no, was no, no, weird. It was our tax and he, he's in the swamp of sad. <laughs> Never any story. Oh. Oh, no, see, there's no way they did that because this is game of Thrones. They would have showed you the horse drowning. <laughs> yeah. Dining, dying in the swamp. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Christy, Christy just thought of Falcor. Oh, we got we got a Christy dry heave. Yay! Did we really? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. you missed it. You have to That's you have to watch out for that in the editing because we started talking about never ending story and Christy automatically. Went there it to is. Falcor. Unintentional, Christy. Sorry. Welcome back. 
Oh, I did this at work the other day. I did this at work the other day in front of the shop. I thought you were getting better at this. I touched a... (laughs) I touched a pottery pottery. taking pictures at work. And the lady I was taking pictures with was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I just... (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a Christy episode without some retching. God bless. All right, let's move on before she fucking right, right, right. We're just all over the place. Somebody say Aria something. Arya continuing <laughs> to be fucking petty bitch, murder everyone thing. Yes, just be that person. And I wanted that more. And I think that that's what they're getting at with the, the white horse imagery, like the death rise of hill horse concept. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But you didn't really get that feeling like her feeling of like going off for more adventures was a little bit more optimistic and less aria when it came to because when she first got on her boat to go to she went to pentos essos she she Uh, went east anyway uh it was like out of necessity and i like that she does things efficiently and out of necessity and like her having like this big wide open narrative concept i don't know i don't know if it really fits her character that well but i was okay with it because i'm like she's probably gonna end up just killing some people so that's cool like our aria <laughs> like pirate queen of fucking stabbing people around the world with needles sure okay i'll watch i would watch that miniseries I would watch like Assassin's Creed Black Flag starring. <laughs> yeah, like, that, yeah, that'd like, be I would watch cool. that show. Sure, why not? And then who are these mu- these these poor fuckers that end up getting recruited on her like mission to nowhere? <laughs> they have to be stuck. <laughs> I know. People, right? like, they, they were flying her flag, like their flag. Where they? Yeah, must, they, must, yeah, they, they must were. Be, they were uh, denizens of Winterfell. Yeah, like they were stark the like sailors, I guess. So it's, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So it's just really random. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Which know. other characters can we? So here's we, here's we haven't my, talked about here's, here's my question. Yeah, before we get to Greymorn though, like what would have been a satisfying ending for you guys for Arya? Like, what do you want? What did you want for Arya? Killing Cersei. I said my like, piece. Killing Cersei for sure. Yeah, killing Cersei. Yeah. But I and other than that, I don't care that much. Like, and even if it hadn't been killing Cersei particularly, like just acknowledging that she still had the list. But having her being so prominent in episode five, where she was the one like getting boomed around by the fucking dragon fire and whatever, it was a disservice to her character because like, yeah, she is supposed to be stealthy and like she had her moment where she wasn't the stealthy one in episode three during the battle of Winterfell, but it still felt true to her character. Whereas during the, the battle at the red keep with Drogon, her being knocked around by the explosions just didn't feel very Arya to me. Whereas if it had been Davos, it probably would have felt a little bit more right. And so I just wanted Mm -hmm. Arya to continue to be as sleek and cool as they had made her out to be when she killed the Night King, I guess. So what what about this? What if Arya reunites with Namarie and her wolf pack? Yep. And they go beyond the wall with John. I'm in. Well, she and John were always so close, right? Yeah, exactly. They, and and John was really the one that sort of you know encouraged her to go her own route. He was the one that had needle made for. But her. that being said, they had that moment where John was like, "Oh, have you had to use that?" And she's like, "Once yeah. or twice." And he and she she's looking at him like, 
you have no idea what I've been through, and you are so <laughs> you sweet summer child. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. she's she has gone through so much, and he still kind of infantilizes her, still sees her as the little the, the baby sister, where she's gone through yeah. this fucking much, having been like she's crossed the narrow sea, you know, like she's done everything, yeah. like she, yeah. And John's been through his shit too, but he doesn't really acknowledge that she could have had the depth of experience that he has had in that time. Maybe it's just that he hasn't heard her stories yet, right? Yeah. Like they have so little time to reunite that they haven't had, they don't really ever get a second or at least that we see to, you know, for Arya. And, and Arya's not really much of a storyteller either, right? Man. She's very, seems a very private person. Right. But it would be really nice for them to have like a scene where she like starts to tell her story, they cut away, and then John is just, you just see John's face <laughs> staring at the wall like, <laughs> like oh my god that would have been awesome so he has exactly the same expression he always has yeah <laughs> okay john just staring off into nothing, into nothing. he's john just staring off o- into the distance like in the middle of vaguely, <laughs> looking vaguely sad yeah just like kind of sad and like just staring off into the middle distance yeah jesus uh, um, he made a ton of money uh, yeah like just staring into the middle distance that boy and i am <laughs> You know what? Good and on. being exceptionally pretty because I do love kids. like just he really is, pretty, but so pretty. staring into the middle distance, like yeah. I actually have a friend who fooled around with him. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I so wish. I mean, I was <laughs> I was so happy with with how they played John's sort of dilemma going back and forth because uh, everybody that he encountered said exactly the right thing to him to make him realize, like, yes. Danny needs to die and I'm the person that needs to do it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. him talking to Tyrion and Arya, like in the very start of, of the Iron Throne of the final episode. Yeah, of episode six. Yeah. And like just his walk up to to what's left of the Red Keep, where he goes past Grey Worm, and Grey Worm is just executing surrendered prisoners. Yeah. And he knows that as long as she's alive, her tyranny is gonna continue. And then Tyrion spells it out perfectly for me, which is everyone was cheering on Daenerys when Daenerys was killing their enemies. Yeah. And now she's killing people that they frame differently. And now it's become clear that this is what she is and what she has always been. And again, I needed a little bit more development there. And I also needed a little bit more development in terms of Jon and Daenerys as their relationship, period. Because... I don't think they have a lot of chemistry on screen together as actors. And I really don't. Well, they're also yeah. related. Yeah. Well, okay. Also, <laughs> so I don't know how much chemistry you want this aunt and nephew. Yeah, to she, well, that's the whole thing. It was gross. Cause... But that's the thing is that like, if they're going to, if like that last scene has to hinge on their chemistry, right? And it, it has to hinge on their love yeah. and their sexual chemistry, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. as like incest Targaryens, which is a thing in this world, and it's okay. Well, we've well, already. Well, that's why like, John struggled because he his family was not used to the was not yeah. used to that oh, yeah. kind of lifestyle, which is why he could never have been with her once he found out. <laughs> lifestyle. Incestuous. <laughs> 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 When Varys calls that out, and he's like, uh, is it common to marry your aunt in the north? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that being said, I'm like, John was the right person to kill her again. I just think it should have been. I, I have a, a different opinion from Christine when it comes to the way that it should have played out, where I was fine with the, the Night King happening first. 
but that should have been season eight and season nine should have been the war with Cersei and King's Landing. And it should have been six episodes for each. And that would have given enough breathing room for Danny to really lose her shit. Like, and for me to believe it personally as a viewer. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. And then, and then everything could have had the same sequence as as season eight. It just, it would have happened over a longer period of time. So Uh, yeah, um, I could get behind that. So John being the one to kill her was the right choice. It just didn't feel satisfying because it just didn't have enough oomph to it, in my opinion, to, to feel justified. You're right, Tim, in that it was like, we were seeing these things and every, it was still the right narrative decision, but to me, it needed just a little bit more breathing room for me to have felt that it was good. Yeah. That's just yeah, personal, per- personal, personal taste. taste personal I would say. Yeah. I did like that. Danny never actually gets to sit on the iron throne. Yeah. Like just yeah. as she's about to, John comes in and interrupts her. And that makes perfect sense too, because he's the what rightful heir. Think- so he's the one that's like, what did you think of Drogon what? being what, melty? Oh, that broke my... Well, first it broke my heart when he was, like, nudging at Daenerys and shit. But that, him melting the Iron Throne, calls so much of the dragon's intelligence into question for me and how much agency they have. Like, okay, I did... And I shared this article with Mark, though. There's two ways that you can read this. (laughs) There's there's somebody on Twitter that had a hot take on it. Yeah, this is up my alley. I love this kind of shit. Because it's like... (laughs) The the one take is that, you know, Drogon is conscious enough to understand that warring over the throne and her Daenerys's greed for the throne and everything was ultimately what killed her. And so he melts the throne. Yeah. The other thought is that <laughs> Drogon just sees a knife in her chest, sees a throne that is made of knives and thinks stabby throne hurt mommy and then melts the fucking throne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not my take you know I'm, I'm stealing that from somewhere else but i i i mean i i prefer to think i and and i think it's cool to think that the dragons are more intelligent than we initially thought and that drogon understands more than we've given him credit for and knows what's happened and is like john you didn't have a choice and- there's one more reason that Rhaegal should not have been killed by the iron fleet in that one fucking scene then right tim if they're that smart <laughs> then he probably should have noticed from a, like thousands of feet in the air that there were fucking like a whole fleet of ships but i'm not getting angry about it i'm just fine. <laughs> so many feelings yeah it was pretty heartbreaking it was pretty brutal watching Rhaegal get uh fucking uh, boromired in the chest by that huge huge ass arrow and then the one that goes through his neck jesus and then hearing him like sputtering and coughing on the way down that was rough and let's talk about a character that i just did not give a shit about and was like very pleased that they finally got rid of him was euron Greyjoy. fuck you euron terrible that face-off was one that i did not know that i needed but then when it happened i was like i'm here for this what him and jamie I didn't care. As soon as he started creeping on Cersei, I knew it was going to come down to like him and Jamie. I was like, just getting... so like, but and having like a really shitty like broken down old man bro fight too, which is basically what they had. <laughs> so like, like that's your dad's fight. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, it, was, <laughs> yeah. it was pretty embarrassing by the end of it. Euron Greyjoy yeah. in the book is this like really sinister, almost otherworldly threat who's like almost got like a preternatural ability to like command the seas and things like that. And then you got fucking like, 
party boy Euron, who's like, oh, I'm just like a yeah. fun time for everybody, Euron Greyjoy. Euron, oh. yeah. Euron from Brooklyn that fucking doesn't brush his Jesus. teeth. Yeah. Like, the entire time he's on screen, I'm just like, this is exhausting to watch, and I hate it. And so, uh, anytime there was a Euron Greyjoy scene, I was just not I'm over this. Bored, and I... And yeah, I was I was over it from the beginning, and I didn't think the actor did a particular like it wasn't. I don't know if it was the writing or the characterization or the directing what was going wrong there, but it was like a, some kind of culmination of all of it. And Euron was the the worst character in season eight, and I will go on record saying worst character in season eight, not the Night King, not Bran. Staring at Jamie in the courtyard, getting covered in snow. It was Euron Greyjoy. That was so good. (laughs) I love that moment when fucking Bran's just sitting there waiting, and Jamie comes in and he's like, "Oh, this." And Bran's been sitting there for literally three days, just (laughs) (laughs) Just waiting. And then, and then, and then at the little small council meeting, Bran throws out his little fucking like, "Oh yeah, the things we do for love, huh?" Like looking directly at Jamie. so good you know what though uh, i okay. was upset that cersei wasn't showing at all ever not oh, once did she show. Yeah. Oh, yeah there's still the question over whether it was real or not there's a lot of theories saying that it wasn't ever real that she was just either she tricked herself into thinking that she was or that she was using it you know to politic and shit like that so i don't know that's sort of an unanswered yeah. question i guess it reminds me of you know elizabeth the first and her her way of manipulating the English court to be like, hey, maybe I'll get married one day and maybe I'll have a kid one day, but I'm Elizabeth the first, so fuck you kind of thing. I'm the queen. So yeah. she played to men's expectations of what she should be as queen while still, you know, staring out, of, out the window and drinking wine basically the entire time yeah. <laughs> which is fine <laughs> again i i yeah. applaud lena Headey for doing this for an entire season and as characterization for cersei it makes sense because what else did she really do besides manipulate people and drink a lot of wine so and pump out kids ill-fated fucking yeah. kids <laughs> gold their hair and gold their shrouds you know yeah fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we haven't really talked much about because this was a beautiful season. Were there any like particular shots or anything that you guys? I have a few that I want to call out. Mm. I, the first one that's popping to mind is the 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 framing of like the wings behind yes. Yes. in the last episode, where I was yep. like, "That's I'll take that." Like it's on the nose, but it, it looks really cool. So yeah, and yeah, like whoever was, was outfitting Amelia Clark and Sophie Turner this year, you were doing God's work. With all that black leather, so thank you. They, they look so <laughs> yeah. powerful and regal yeah. and beautiful. Like I was like, as a feminist, I was like, yes, this is like the correct like war attire for these powerful women. Like if it it looked right, yeah. same with Cersei too. Like Lena looked fucking spectacular through the whole season. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, for sure. The other one, another one for me also involving Drogon was when Jon is coming up to the Red Keep and Drogon is under that pile of ash and comes out from under it. And I also have a thought at that moment. I'm like, okay, does does Drogon know what's happening here? Does he know what Jon's about to go do? If so, he could stop him, but he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And then Tyrion walking through the gates of King's Landing that have just been wrecked 
after mm-hmm. Danny fucking burns it down. That was a really, really beautiful shot too. And it, and overall, I was so happy with how they didn't. It could have been really easy for them to glorify the carnage at King's Landing, but they didn't. Like you had, you know, brutal people maimed and like the walking wounded guy that walks past uh, Tyrion with his mm-hmm. back just a one big burn. Yep. Yeah. Shit like that. Like yeah. fuck. There was so much powerful imagery that really helped to sell the the season. Yeah, for there me. was a lot um during the Battle of Winterfell, particularly with Melisandre for sure, with mm-hmm. like especially her death scene, but generally she's always been framed beautifully by the show. Like there's something about her that has always been very hard to not frame yeah. her well yeah, also. She like she is like the most beautiful woman yeah, but, on the show. But she so. uh, b- because of the way that she's colored like her red the redness of yeah. it is she always stands in stark contrast it reminds me of you know the handmaids yeah. from the handmaid's tale and things like that but like yeah but yeah. also theon and bran in the weirwood um i love the way that they were framed mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. that particular sequence like just they're dwarfed by this giant tree and but it is very much like the root of brand's power is the weird network of like being able to like see through all of lectros yeah and being there ominous and present but still sheltering them at the same time was gorgeous to me i love that composition a lot it does remind me of the fact that like i still wish i knew more about like the three-eyed raven and the night yeah yeah i guess where i'm like i wish somebody had kind of i got like i think that's pretty basically what it's going to be is like yeah go and read the books when they're done uh, just Air. to get that backstory, because I felt like at the end I was like, "Oh, I don't really know. I don't even know really know why the Night King was doing yeah, we lost any him. of that." Like I felt like I didn't know. Maybe I didn't pay enough close enough attention, but I felt like I lost that. Yeah, we, we lost like why he was doing all of the patterns in the snow, and what was the whole point of like putting bodies in those weird designs? What happened to the kids that he'd been like taking from Castor's Keep and touching yeah. and yeah, turning but- blue? Those are the ones that were turning. He was turning into White Walkers, who all shattered in one kind of fell swoop when he got. Oh, by Arya so they were the old men with the blue eyes. Scene, you know, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, not. I don't know if all of those were. You know, kids, were the kids or like? Yeah, there might have been some that were gestating or whatever, still back up beyond the wall somewhere. I don't know. But that is, that that was the idea is that those were the ones that he was turning into White Walkers. And maybe like the Night King eats babies. Like maybe that's maybe. like <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Just a baby motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe like the White Walkers don't eat because they're like undead, like they're shambling corpses. But like the, the Night King, in theory, might actually have to eat. And maybe yeah. he likes baby. Maybe he likes baby. The other, other White Cannon. Yeah. It was unclear regardless, <laughs> but like a lot of the imagery around the Night's King was pretty cool too. Like, yeah. The shots with him and John on the dragons fighting each other were so yeah. good. Yeah. See, this is, we're, we're back to exactly the same spot we were. Um, when we review Discovery Boys, where we're like, this looks <laughs> look, fucking look, amazing. Yeah. Like, how good did all of this look? Sets look good. Props look good. All the, like, costuming looks amazing. All your CG looks fantastic. It's presenting you the world as nicely as you've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. But, like, hey, guess what? Story that you're going to get fed through that lens, not going to be super yeah. hot. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. there It was... I liked this a lot better than I liked fucking Discovery. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. I had, I had more fun watching this this year than I did Discovery. But, like, for sure. I mean, that was like watching my dreams die. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. I, yeah. Like, when it comes to the visuals, Game of Thrones has never really failed me. Like, I've never been, like, looked at 
Game of Thrones and been like, oh. yeah, I just I just don't want to take that yeah. take that for oh, granted, sure. right? That this is a yeah. beautifully beautifully produced yeah. show. Yeah, and I I want to yeah. like going back to the costuming, like I don't want to just talk about how beautiful the women look, but like the costuming for everyone yeah. is always so on yeah. point in this show. Like the costume department, there was an appreciation thread on Twitter for the costume designer in for Game of Thrones, and I don't remember her name, but. There was a reason why they like they called her out because she's fucking brilliant and I love the costumes in Game of Thrones and they they bring to life the characters that I read so well that I was like when I have gone back to reread A Song of Ice and Fire I now can't not picture mm-hmm. their costuming. Yeah. So yeah, and that's that's with me for like Lord of the Rings mm. and stuff like that too. Like those th- those are the character voices I hear. Those are the character designs that I go back to in my head and everything now as well. So, and the the openings, those fucking animatics oh, are just beautiful, and they yeah. were different every fucking episode this season. Like after yeah. the Battle of Winterfell, you get to see Winterfell, but yep. wrecked after yep. after the Whites have come through it. You get to see for one episode for the Iron Throne. You get to see King's Landing just fucking wrecked, you know, with the huge gap in the gates and everything. Yeah. So holy hell. And the path of the walkers through the wall, you know, all cold down on their way to Winterfell and everything. So I want to call out Michelle Clapton is the name of the costume designer for Game of Thrones. Just throwing that out there, because like if you look up her stuff, she's done other things, too, but insanely talented. I remember going to see a Game of Thrones exhibit in Toronto before I moved to Korea and being able to see some of those costumes wow. up close, and they are, whoa! Like the the intricacies is yeah. it's all real. Like it's like woven leather and hand embroidery and yeah, fucking gorgeous and painstaking. So like props, endless props forever. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. guys, I'm a bit fatigued. <sighs> it's two hours. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting. Yeah, I was gonna say we're, we're like getting. All right, the two so kids. let's uh, let's wrap it up then. So, what would you give season eight of Game of Thrones, and what would you give Game of Thrones as a series in total out of ten? I want you. I want both. Okay, Christy, start with you. I would give the final series, even though I've shat upon it quite a bit, I would give it a seven, seven point five. Mm-hmm. Still think it held up a lot of what it had built a lot of the epic battles were amazing overall though i'd give the series a nine to a 9.5 out of 10 mm-hmm. yeah right. sometimes yeah. didn't wrap up the things i wanted to wrap up went on a little veery offy once in a while but overall one of the best series that was been on television in the last 10 years all right tim what about you I will give season eight a nine out of 10. My qualms with it were minor and did not detract very much overall with the exception of Cersei and Jamie, but that's, that's probably the main thing that's pulling it down for me. The series overall, I would probably go down to like an eight out of 10, just because there have been some seasons that have really drug for me and have been like, all right, let's get to the fucking point here. Like we did not need three episodes. We could have covered this in one, one and a half kind of thing. But overall, I agree. It is with Christy. It has been one of, if not the best show on the past decade. And it's definitely one that I will go back to. There are some shows that, you know, I've loved, but don't necessarily (laughs) see myself going back and watching. But I already want to go back and rewatch from the start and, you know, see how these characters start out, what hints we get in terms of where they end up, you know, follow the prophecies a little bit more tightly, that kind of thing. And so. 
Yeah. All right. Great yeah. show. Mark, how about you? Uh, better Call Saul is the better show than this <laughs> right now. Just, I'm just going to say that one. It's almost that's almost apples to oranges. It's real hard to compare those. I know. Two. But that's that's the best show on TV right now to me. It's so, amazing. Like, I, I always say say Saul is the better show. This, like for the season, it, it, season eight gets an eight. That's basically kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I had I was fine. I didn't. This has become this is the NFL. <laughs> I think like this is football season for us almost. Like this was became water cooler talk mm-hmm. for like our you know subculture or whatever so i don't I like have a huge investment in it so i'm like yeah i had fun with it like did everything look great i got to wrap up to the story they actually finished it so there's that <laughs> it didn't get canceled before like i got a conclusion so yay so yeah i get the season an eight and like the show overall i think i'll give it like a 7.5 i don't know if i'm ever going to go and rewatch this at this point like i know i'll go back and rewatch like breaking bad or like, it's only Saul 73 episodes or, <laughs> But like, yeah, I know. But I'm like, just not sword and sorcery guy. Like, I yeah. just fantasy. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I'm cool. But eh. well, as a book reader, I mean, get out of here. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, yeah. I honestly think that is this the best we could have gotten from this series, given what it was at the beginning. If the books had been finished on time and they had had more guidance, I think that the final season would have been a lot more satisfying. Agreed. I would have given the final season a higher grade. I'm going to give the final season a 7 out of 10, but I still enjoyed it overall. And I would give the whole series overall a 9 out of 10. With the caveat that I see that there's still a lot of potential in the the expanded universe of Game of Thrones. Like they still, I can see like as prequels, they could do a lot with it. I still think that maybe season eight wasn't the most effective in my eyes, but if they had executed it a little differently, it still would have been really awesome. So I'm not going to like, in some instances I would, that would have actually made me lower the grade because like, Oh, you were so close to getting it right. And you fucked it up, but they they did fine. So seven out of 10 for is season eight. 9 out of 10 for the series as a whole and really looking forward to The Winds of Winter and A Dream of Spring. If they ever come out before George R. R. Martin dies, yeah. we'll see how. They'll come out even if he does die. He'll, I'm sure he's already will somebody to finish it. If we have a Dune situation, I don't want them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, because the yeah, first Dune... You're still going to read them, no, I... <sighs> Shut up, Tim! Stop being right and be an <laughs> asshole about being right about it. God. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'd like to thank the Dance Robot Dance crew for waking up early for me to you know, so to accommodate you know the thirteen hour time difference and because like the three of them are looking pretty rough at nine a.m. Guys, like I know it's what time is it now? Eleven a.m. There. Eleven oh nine. Yeah. Yeah. Go have a nap, you you sleepy motherfuckers. I know. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> Too much shit yeah to uh, yeah all right well thank you very much for listening if you haven't already please subscribe which you can do via which I... wait we don't oh, want to we, we should do geek cred, cred since Let's... since christy's here and it's her yeah, fucking segment did you guys stop doing geek cred i thought you did it still no, I, was I, just, listening. I just forgot sorry geek cred because <laughs> we've been going we were talking about wrapping up anyway geek cred christy tell me what do, what do you recommend to us the entire dragon series Play them all three. <laughs> They're fun. Bioware was still good. Bioware was still all right. Good. All right. Cool. <laughs> and Christie's made herself sad. <laughs> and 
That little tinge of denial and sadness. I haven't played Alright. <laughs> Mark, how about you? What's your geek cred this week? New National. There's that weird like soundtracky thing that they did that is on Spotify right now that is actually pretty good. So Ooh. if you're a National fan, also do Eddie stuff in there. So it's like the National with different vocalists and stuff and Brian's kind of in and out and is that the other thing but it's really yeah. good sharon so. von edden is one of the vocalists that and she's amazing too. yeah so yeah check her out yeah i noticed one of the guitar players wives is singing on the album too on a couple of yeah. tracks so yeah it's it's really good so if you get a chance to spin the new national i would definitely cool give yeah a uh tim how about you what's your geek cred this week um so i know it has been a divisive show but i watched the big bang theory all the way till the end and it finished what a week and a half ago or something like that now And yes, it is problematic in ways, but if you were ever a fan of the Big Bang Theory, even if you fell off at some point, I, they wrapped it up really well in the series finale. It was pretty heartfelt. And so what happened? If you just want to, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but the, I mean, sort of the whole arc of the last half of the season is that Sheldon and Amy together make a massive discovery that eventually ends up winning them a Nobel Prize. Oh! And so it, the last scene of the show is uh, Sheldon and Amy's like acceptance speech, at the Nobel ceremony, and they bring the whole crew over along with them and everything. So nice. it's uh, a pretty appropriate and I thought pretty heartfelt end of the series. So like I said, you know, if you left the series for whatever reason, you had your reasons and I not going to argue with them over them, but I think that you maybe owe it to yourself to just go back and see where these characters mm-hmm. end up. All right. That's cute. Cool. And uh, my geek cred this week is the penultimate episode of season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race. The finale is going to be starting next week. And I recommend season 11 a lot because it's got good drama. The queens are really fucking talented. And there's a, like a good mix of like beauty queens, pageant queens, and some really weird queens. My personal pick, if anyone's wondering, is Evie Oddly for the crown this year. So if you... Not the Canadian? No, not Brooklyn Heights. She's too pretty for me. She's too... She's too pageant. She's too... Uh, I do, Although... She's too she passing? Is, yeah, pretty much. She's my first runner-up, in my opinion, but I like my weird, edgy queen, so I'm going for Evie Oddly for season 11 of Drag Race, and I hope that she wins. Either way... This season was pretty good and watch make sure you watch the untucks because there were some pretty good there was some good drama this year. So if you guys like reality TV, or even if you don't, this is the only reality TV I watch because it's the best. So just go watch it. It's fun. And it's the best kind of reality TV, which is drag queens fucking ripping at each other all the time. It's great. So RuPaul's Drag Race, season eleven, go do that. Finale next week. Catch up watch it it's great and so with that being said we are all finished Woo! so if you haven't already please subscribe which you can do via whichever podcatching app you prefer on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher and spotify which is still a great thing that you guys get to enjoy in north america we tried to get paul on my our family account this week and it did he's, not work he's out making no. Yeah, no, I was like, uh, it's region lock. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. We'll get you <laughs> hooked up as soon as you get back. Yeah, to we, need to sh- we need to share an IP address for this to work, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. So. Also, we'd love to hear what you thought about Game of Thrones in general. Like, give us all your opinions. Do you think we're fucking idiots for hating it or loving it? Like, just tell us. Give us, give us your opinions. We want to hear them on our Facebook page, via email at 
dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com, facebook.com slash dancerobotdancepodcast. You can add us at drd underscore podcast on Twitter, or you can just scream into the ether and maybe Bran will hear you and send us the message. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. All hail King Bran. Wheelie wheelie legs no feelies. <laughs> oh no. I saw oh I saw that too and oh shit. God damn. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Thanks. God, what a way to end. And so with that Welcome back, Christy. <laughs> welcome back and say goodnight, Christy. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Tim. Now which one of you cowards shit in my pants? <laughs> <laughs> and say good night, Mark. Good night, everybody. And my name is Paul. The night is dark and full of farts, I guess. I don't know. Illusions. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. Good night. Is the big woman still here? <laughs> oh, man. We didn't even talk Poor about Tormund. I was so disappointed they didn't hook up, man. They but, but Tormund, we didn't even talk Tormund about, about Brienne at all. Oh, we're the worst. We didn't I'm, talk so about she got, I'm so glad she got knighted. We didn't talk about... I mentioned Brienne. Even, even yeah, I was her, happy she got knighted. Even with her weird, awkward smile. That was the best part of the season. Yeah. Ugh. Waste. Yeah. Anyway. Podrick singing Reigns yeah. of right. Castamere. Jesus. So much. I could have gone on for another hour. So much. Yeah. We'll have to do another episode one day. <laughs> one day. Later, guys. <laughs>